Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Continental O-E-T-S. You can find weird things in your car, not just petrified French fries or melted crayons. Live snakes. Weird, bizarre trinkets. Stuff that makes you wonder, what the hell are folks thinking when they're driving? Anyway, you can also find Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. Continental is launching a new aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series. Fanatically engineered for a perfect fit. Form and function for over 98% of vehicles on the road in the U.S. and in Canada. Continental. OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt. The belt with the OE pedigree. Get the full story at OETechnologySeries.com. That's OETechnologySeries.com. Hey, everyone. It's Adam Carolla, and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, a show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, and biggest celebrities in the automotive world. And now, here's a preview of our week in Monterey and a quick conversation with Gordon McCall. Welcome to the show. Lots going on. Getting prepped for our most exciting weekend of the year, maybe just week of the year. And uh, that's Pebble Beach. Yeah. Got that. We're going to talk to Gordon McCall, who's, um, well, he runs the Quail and he runs the Jet Center event and all the cool stuff over there. And so the Quail always sold out, always the best. And it's at the top of everyone's to-do list. Yeah, it's good. On that weekend. Such a great event. Um, we've got stuff going on from the track to doing a live show at the Golden State Theater. That'll be on Saturday, the 17th, to doing uh, Spike Ferrister's... Ferriston. Uh, Ferriston, sorry. I always go Ferrister. Yeah, the, one of the Spike Pebble Ferriston. Beach uh, yeah. forums. Yeah, right. your forums Thursday at 2. Right. I heard it was sold out. Yeah, but we'll see. Matt went to the uh, Shelby International headquarters and went to a car show there. I went yeah. to the World of Speed uh, museum in Portland where we're going to be on the 30th and took a good look around that place. So lots of car related stuff to get into. Yeah. And August is going to be a busy month between Detroit and then Monterey and then World of Speed in Oregon and yeah, it's uh, traveling every weekend. Uh, or uh, sorry, Portland, it's outside of Portland, Por- yeah, but it, it, it feels it, it's probably if you're planning on staying in Portland, coming out to see us or whatever, it's a very scenic, nice 20 minute drive. Oh, uh, we did it bad. in the rental car and it's just very lush and very beautiful. And the it's in Wilsonville and it is the facility is world class and you'd think, well, what's it doing in this place mm-hmm. outside of Portland, uh, Wilsonville? I don't know. Uh, I could say the same thing about the Shelby Museum outside of Boulder or Golden or wherever the hell we were. It's like, I don't know why it's there, but it's there. It's there. And it's nice. And you, <laughs> yeah, should go. you should go. That's what I'm saying. It's a yeah. world-class venue, and it has some world-class cars yeah. there. 
I'm excited to check that out. It's going to be a fun event. We're doing like a car show and stuff ahead of time, I believe. So we want to see some cars. I want to see some some Oregon cars. Like what what what's going on up there? What's everybody driving? And I don't know. Maybe we're going to hand out some trophies or something. I think that'd be great. And we're going to talk to Mario Andretti. Yeah, Mario Andretti's going to be there as well. So that'll be the 30th. And then uh, you can come find us. You know, we invite everyone listening, especially uh, CarCast fans, uh, come find us at the track, come by and say hi. There's yeah. not, you know, there's some little itty-bitty windows of they've called for Group 5A and we're trying to get in the car and trying to get situated or something when the timing's a little bad where maybe don't get me in a headlock in that one particular moment, but most of the time we're there, the car's there, yeah. and we're more than happy to yeah. uh, take a picture with you or tell you Especially what you want about for, the car. You know, you do qualifying in the morning, and then we like to walk around and walk the aisles and see some of the cars. That's a great time, by the way, to mm-hmm. flag us down. Yes. So we uh, we have that and the auctions and everything else to uh, get into as well, and we can uh, look forward to that. Um, you went to the, uh, Gooding auction preview. Yeah. So we're going to have the good guys come in next week and, uh, get into some of the cars of what they have going on. But, uh, they have an office in Santa Monica and they had a few of the cars there, or, I don't know, seven or eight cars there as just sort of a preview of what's going to be going to Monterey. Uh, I sent you some of the pictures as well. Um, uh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be, you know, they have a nice place here, and they're all such great people, and uh, the cars are going to be impressive. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff. The Ferrari, California 250s, I think uh, Ferris Bueller-type cars. And mm-hmm. so the thing that strikes me, actually, I hadn't thought about this up until now, there's that Alfa Romeo kind of jet supercar thing i, yeah, I want to talk kind of to you about a bubble top kind of thing and i didn't know concept too much car about i don't think they made it went into production uh, I, so let me say this um to you um the pebble beach this year has quite a few uh ferrari uh 250 uh california specials uh, ferris bueller cars yeah uh they're very expensive they're on, on the cheap end they're seven million on the high end they're 13 million or whatever um but it also has the ferris bueller car which is a kit car oh. which is coming for yeah. sale so who has that do you remember this will be the first time i'll answer i think it'll be obviously the first time the fake car from ferris bueller will be in an auction with a uh, probably three real <laughs> Uh, ones as well, yeah. which is probably good timing if you're selling the car with the Corvette chassis. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think Meekum. I was going to say, it feels like a Meekum. feels like Meekum, but it could be Russo Steel, but I think it's Meekum. And they're also selling the Ferrari GTO from Midnight to... to what's the cruise movie? Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky. Sorry. Yeah. Vanilla Sky. And they're okay. So you called me and said they're selling Tom Cruise's GTO. You said yes. And then after we hung up, I couldn't sleep, and I woke up at like four in the morning, and I watched Vanilla Sky. That's why you're good. I mean, that's why you're mad. And what did I say on the phone? I said, "Hey, I felt like he drove a Mustang in that movie." And it turns out he drove the Mustang. Cameron Diaz drove the GTO, and then she went over the the. The, the bridge and messed up his face. 
Well, then I owe you an apology. <laughs> but it felt like that's fine. It's fine. It's not an apology worthy fact. But I'm just, I felt like Tom Cruise like likes the Mustang for some reason because I think he drove the Mustang in another movie, possibly Jack Reacher. The first one, but I'm no, not quite I sure. No, I told you in War of the Worlds. Yes, he drove he, that one too. He had a yeah. Hearst, mu- Hearst yeah. Mustang, a rent-a-racer. Yeah. And he was rebuilding the engine in his kitchen. <laughs> yeah. That's what made me angry about this movie. There's two car things that made me angry about this movie. First, in War of the Worlds. Yeah. Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds was announcing to like Dakota Fanning or whoever daughter was or whatever. He's he's saying he's rebuilding his engine in his kitchen. He had an authentic Shelby Hertz Rent-A-Racer 66 Mustang. And he walks by the engine in his kitchen. He's like, yeah, I'm rebuilding this 302 for the Mustang. Yeah. Now that car came with a 289. Yeah. And I don't know displacement wise 302 289 but why are you putting a 302 in your classic car yeah. why aren't you putting the 289 yeah. in that car when that's he, what it came with and it's a valuable collector car yeah he could make the 289 into a 302 but now i have too many questions why would he just the car came with a 289 <laughs> yeah. why can't you just say i'm rebuilding my 289 you can find yeah. that scene maybe max Zapata. later on in the same movie? Yeah. The the creatures from another planet put a sh- electro shock wave on everything. Uh-huh. And none of the cars would work. Right. Because the, super so- modern. the solenoids were all fried or whatever. <laughs> the starter solenoids were all fried. Yeah. But Tom Cruise had just gotten a new one or something and was able to drive the minivan. Yeah. But I was like, uh, any car... That's a stick shift. You could just bump start. Yeah. So there would be. As would, he's, it as wouldn't he's, fry the coil. I don't. I don't know the aliens' technology. But. If he's driving down the highway with just all the cars just pulled over. Yeah. Whatever percentage of cars were stick shift back in two thousand and four or seven or whenever that movie came out. Yeah. Would be able to drive. Why is his starter solenoid different than anybody else's? He. Brought his car to the mechanic. Max Pat has got to figure this out. <laughs> they had just like put the thing in on a new car. It wasn't his car. Like they just finished. A, it was something like the, the electro zap has zapped all the starters. But this one is, was running or something when yeah. they pulled it in. I don't know. We've got to figure that weird. one. Yeah. I thought it was a van. Wasn't it a van? It was a van. It was yeah. a, no, no. He drove a Mustang, but it was For, a van. Yeah, later. There, there's two big problems. There's the 302 <laughs> rebuild in the kitchen issue. That's a situation. And then there's the solenoid. None of the cars would start, but all automatic car, all manual shift cars could be bump started. That's my recognition or my recollection of it. Manscaped. Support for going racing comes from Manscaped. Number one in men's below-the-belt grooming, precision-engineered tools for the family jewels. See what I did there? I made a little Nipsey Russell-esque rhyme. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Do not worry about uh, chipping those 
very precious stones you have down there. And you don't want to use the same buzzer you use to shape your goatee or your sideburns. Down below, have a separate tool for that. Manscaped redesigned the electric trimmer so it's a lot safer, a lot faster, and a lot easier. And it has a proprietary skin-safe technology. Won't nick or snag the nuts, so don't use the trimmer use on your face down there. Get Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with the code RACING at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped with the code RACING. I'm curious now. I can't figure out that GD yeah, solenoid car. So Tom Cruise was trying to get him and his family out of town. Yeah. All the cars from the Electro Blast were rendered unusable, but one minivan. And the one minivan still ran. Did they say starter solenoid or something I, to that effect or starter? Because I, that part's weird. I... I I say to you that he talked to the mechanic and and like and like Cruz was like what's what's up with that van or something and they were like oh we just replaced that solenoid so that one works or or some version of that and then he ran over and just oh, kind of carjacked it like it was running or something like they were literally installing the solenoid as this zap happened so they had one out of the box they put the AC Delco one on there, and, and it worked. Like, because I, you know, I don't know like, if he had said anything with an electric fuel pump, and then let's say his Mustang was the mechanical fuel pump, but mm. not the minivan. But you know, then I could see the argument, but not the minivan. His 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 Mustang would have been a, a stick shift theoretically, mm-hmm. and he could have bump started that. All right, Gordon's on line three. Yeah. All right. You have that scene. Does it explain it, Maxipad? Yeah, we're, we're, we're watching all it right, right now. All right. <laughs> okay. You watch that. And also, watch the heresy of him explaining his building a 302 <laughs> to put in his, uh, in his Mustang. Gordon McCall would never do that. Gordon, good to speak to you. Hey, Adam. Good to be back. Thank you. Hello. Jeez, you, you blink your eyes, and here we are again. Ground. Groundhog's Day. Oh, oh my, my God. It seems like like three days after Monterey Car Week, you're already working on the next year. Maybe you're working it, it, on two years in advance. Yeah, it's, it's actually, realistically, it's about three months before go time is when is when you really start engaging for the following year. It just works that way. I mean, you, you guys understand that. It's like yeah. that in your world as well. The uh, the quail is the premier event of the of the week, a week that is filled with premier events. The the creme de la creme is is the quail. Jet hanger is awesome as well, but something about that quail for us, we just love it. I had a couple of uh, BRE cars displayed there a few years ago. What you are did. and you'll find everything there. But what is the mark? Yeah, what's the this theme year, you the got theme? going on this year? Well, you know, you cannot uh, ignore the hundredth anniversary of Bentley. Yeah, you know that's that's such a significant mark. We've got thirty-two Bentleys that'll be on display, ranging from nineteen twenty-four right on up to twenty eighteen, uh, with kind of everything in between. So. Bentley is one of our big partners as well, so we've got a lot of help from them. They're bringing out some really unique pieces that have come out from uh, from the caves, from <laughs> parts unknown. 
but, you know, we don't want to just, as you know, and I think you guys have been really, really fantastic at identifying the unique angle of the quail. It, it's, it's, it's not a car show as much as it is a car show. It's, um, I've often referred to it as like going to a four-star restaurant and having a car show break out. Yeah. Right. Like in that line from, right. Um, it's, so we're a little different when it comes to the displays. So you're going to see things you expect to see at, at, a, at a high-level car show. It's the unusual stuff that really draws me in. I just I love organizing the cars that are on display. And we're also featuring the 70th anniversary. And you're, you may think this sounds odd, but it kind of falls in line. With, remember when Nissan last year, Adam, was a featured mark mm-hmm. out sure. at Laguna? Sure. And for those of us that are Datsun Nissan fans... It was no surprise. I think we all knew what was coming. You know, they've just got such a significant part of automotive history, racing history, that it just cannot be denied and finally got recognized. And I think surprised the heck out of everybody how popular it was. Well, yeah. uh, just for you and us who like the Datsuns, Nissan, but yep. Datsun as well, you take a look at Bring a Trailer a week or oh. so ago, 240Z, bone stock, over 100 yeah. grand. Yeah. I mean, they're, I they're now 510s routinely going over 50, and yep. Z cars yeah. routinely going over 100. So I think the world yeah. has woken up to the Datsun. Right. They have. And so a mark that is, is I don't want to call it similar, but has been unloved, but, but enthusiast-driven for Many, many years, no pun intended. It's the 70th anniversary of the Volkswagen Transporter. Oh, yeah. And, hmm. and the guy whose father designed the VW Transporter, a guy by the name of Ben Pond, is local to Carmel Valley, which is kind of amazing. He's also still involved with the importation of Volkswagens to the States, et cetera. And Ben was a very successful 50s-era road racing champion in Europe, and he's got a winery. And anyway, Bernardus is his, is his deal. That's actually his real first name. But we thought we'd recognize these buses because, I, again, I mean, look at what those things are trading for. Oh, my Good God. One. I mean, yeah. the 21, the, 20, the 23, 21, 23 window buses, over right. 200 grand. Yeah. And they've turned yeah. into art pieces. And, 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 and rightfully so, although in a completely different for completely different reasons than the Z car. But, yep. uh, yeah, the world has, the collector car world has woken up to those. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about this. About 10 years ago, maybe 10, 13 years ago, everyone was willing to pay a hundred grand for a Woody. Yeah. And they'd yep. pay. 20 grand or 15 grand for a bus. Right. And now right. they're paying 200 for a bus and 80 for a Woody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? It is. It is. It really is. So we have 15 of, of arguably uh, the most significant buses ever built will be on display. They're coming to us, uh, a lot of them, from a very good friend who happens to be a veterinarian in real life, uh, Dr. Rick Clark. He's also a premier and preeminent VW collector and guru. You know, every every brand has that guy that nobody really knows, but he's the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's happening here. And so we've curated this. Uh, they'll be on our, 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 our road that we close that separates both sides of the show field. So they'll be up there with the Hollywood cars from the Peterson Museum. That's going to be a special feature. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't really expect to see that during Car Week. No. Um, yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then, you know, we're giving a little bit of a nod, and I'm doing this. This is a bit off-center, but, again, that's kind of what our show is all about. 
we decided to have a group of electric cars kind of as a as a nod to the electric car movement and and we don't have to get into the controversies of internal combustion versus electric and all that what what i get a kick out of and this isn't to promote tesla or the chevy volt or or you know mainstream stuff this is to show that there's actually people out there clever enthusiasts slash engineers that have taken internal combustion engine cars and electrified them yeah that cracks me up i mean that just cracks me up (laughs) we've seen we had a car show out here at the peterson and we had a fella bring by 911 yeah did a really nice job with electrifying that uh my buddy jimmy kimmel has yep. I think he bought a Volkswagen thing. Yeah. Speaking of Volkswagen, has a H one that's electrified. Yeah. Uh, look, that to me is just more art. You know yeah. that that's super cool. I love sort of it, the, the crafty fabrication aspect and yes. and engineering aspect. You have to take a step further. Our friend Jonathan Ward at Icon, I think he did an old oh, yeah. Cadillac or something. I think he. Uh, he he did an electri- uh, electrification sort of And conversion. the challenge of keeping the stick shift looking like it's the stick shift where yeah. the stick shift was. And, and it, the, to, to me, the challenge in, is if you stand 10 feet away and and the hood and the bonnet are both closed, you can't tell yeah. what it right. is. Exactly. So that'll be but, interesting. You know, wouldn't, you guys, wouldn't you guys agree that it's, uh, you know, without getting into, you know, range anxiety or saving the earth or any, you know, any of that or swapping evils with where's the power coming, without going down any of those paths, I just think it's cool that there's people out there that do that. Oh, <laughs> well, I, look, it's, it's the next. Leno loves his baker, right? If, Isn't if he a baker? It's like a hundred well, year old. He doesn't <laughs> love it. He loves telling you. <laughs> <laughs> this electric car from uh, 1822, and then you go, "What? Oh yeah, they had they had hybrids long before the pre." He loves telling yeah, you. Yeah, that he story. loves that story. But they're oh, doing yeah. work on. It. He's like upgrading the batteries or the motors, or because it went like seven miles an hour, and he wants to well, double. It. He wants to get it up to fourteen. Gordon, in a right. weird way, in a weird way, <laughs> these are the new hot rodders. You know, in exactly. the forties, exactly. everyone came back from the war and they got their stuff, and then they went in their driveway and they bolted on all their stuff and they did and they chopped and they tubbed and they Frenched and yep. they did all yeah, their stuff. Yeah. In a weird way, the guys that are taking these 60s 911s or things or what you pick the car, yeah. vintage yeah. car, and electrifying them are kind of those guys in 2020, right? Yeah. So true. It's so true. Uh, what, can we, what can we expect over the Jet Center? Because we're going to be at both places. Fantastic. Well, you know, uh, we're going. Yeah, it's funny. Car Week has turned into an interesting thing. It's it's no longer Car Week. It's Car Two Week. But it, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. And I've for 28 years now at at our Jet Center event, I've tried to innovate every year. You know, just kind of reinvent the wheel. You know, keeping the the vibe there, but just being mindful of uh, of, of fresh ideas. And so. We've got a couple of the major aircraft manufacturers back on board with this year. This year, uh, Dassault Falcon Jet is, is is jumped back in. They had a conflict for years with a show in Brazil. So, Gulfstream, Embraer, Falcon, Pilatus—all the top brands are going to be there with their latest offerings. But when it comes to cars, I've just recognized, and this is coming from the fact that I'm a local as well to the Monterey Peninsula. So I, I'm kind of—I don't know—I don't want to say I'm tuned in, maybe a, a little bit closer to the action, but I've just noticed that every car event that takes place during Car Week has kind of become a manufacturer's exhibition of concept cars or, or, and beyond. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. you, people are looking at cars they can't buy, 
I mean, it's all about the companies exercising their, you know, kind of muscle and showing, hey, this is what, this is the direction we're going and look at it. But no, you can't have this one. This, you know, this is what our future is all about, which I appreciate. I totally appreciate that. At the same time, I kind of like looking at stuff that you might think about taking home. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, every time we walk through that, that jet center, we look at a few of those planes and say, I'd like to take those home. <laughs> yeah, keys are in them, guys. <laughs> so, uh, what I'm doing at the jet center this year is we've got a lot of uh, bespoke car, car guys there, car builders. Uh, Seth from uh, Gateway Bronco is an example. You know, the guy's building $350,000 Broncos. He's licensed by Ford to do so. Wow. I, I mean, it's just crazy stuff. But what I love about that is it's there are people out there that want something that the next guy isn't going to drive up with, you know, and I get a kick out of this. So we're going to have a lot of that at the jet center. And of course the usual over the top with the food and the wine and the, you know, the whole thing. It's, that is a fun night. I have to admit it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to coordinate, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's the way to kick it off. Um, Here's a deep dive and you may not be aware of this or not, but I, I seem to me, a year or two ago, uh, Pete Brock was there. We had his uh, yep. De Tomasa sort of Can-Am one-off yep. Shelby 70? something car. I yep. think that car's up for sale. At it is. Bottoms. Bottoms has it. Same car. Same car. See, well, man, only one. you think yeah. I get drunk and I don't pay attention. <laughs> no, I think I get drunk and pay attention. <laughs> I get drunk and pay attention. <laughs> pay attention yeah. All right, well, I can do both. And <laughs> it's a multitask. Adam, yeah. Just to remind you, I do have my finger on the pulse. Uh, the auction estimate is two to three million. I know we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful piece. All right, Gordon, we yeah. will see you on Wednesday, and uh, please see you again on Friday. Now the quail sold out. Uh, it always is. Uh, you get what three thousand plus people? How many people show up at the quail? Uh, it's about six. Oh, 6,500. Wow. Yeah. I yeah, 3,000 at the Jet Center. Oh, that's what I did. Now, are yeah. there still a couple of tickets left for the Jet Center? Yeah, I always like to trickle them out so that last-minute planners uh, have the opportunity. So, McCallEvents.com, you can jump there, and we've, we do have tickets available. We, ha- we have them right up to the day of... Uh, we we like to we like to accommodate people that aren't sure if they're going to make it or not. You know, the last minute folks. We'll see you Wednesday, my friend. Thank you. Th- thank you so much, guys. Thanks. Look forward to seeing you. Tune in next week for another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts.